0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bombastic Podcast presented by Natty State Sports. I'm your gracious host, Andrew Ellis. and I appreciate you joining me. We, uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. The Arkansas baseball team is heading to Arlington this week. They're actually there now. I will be there shortly. It is Thursday afternoon. Uh, I had some stuff I got to do like go see company at the Walton Arts center tonight, the play. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, but I am really, I cannot wait to get down there. I know you guys are ready to watch some ball. I know you guys are ready to watch that flow sports. I know how much everyone loves that. Um, Yeah, we, I mean, it's going to be, it's gonna be a fun trip. It's gonna be a fun weekend. We got a lot to get into on today's program. Cause Arkansas has got three very legitimate opponents, got some real teams for us to, dissect and discuss and a real test for the Razorbacks, which is kind of you know what we were hoping to see here on the second week of the season. And they get to do it in a big league ballpark at the home of the Texas Rangers. So that's awesome. Um, before we get into today's show though, I do want to go over a few housekeeping items and some programming reminders. Um, for starters, this show, the bombastic podcast now has its own separate YouTube feeder channel if you're watching it on YouTube you have figured out that out by now or if you have not and you're realizing wait a minute this' is a different channel go ahead and subscribe to this channel or you know go to YouTube now and look up the bombastic podcast I will try to throw the link in the description of this podcast episode if you're listening on Spotify Apple Amazon whatever it is um, I will try to throw the link in there but if not you can find it pretty much anywhere on our social medias YouTube whatever again that's the bombastic podcast. That'll make it easier if this is the only show you like or you just like me or you just like baseball or whatever it is, or maybe you just hate Curtis and Scotty because of how obnoxious they are um, and you just want to listen to some baseball. This is this gives you a chance to just subscribe to that podcast on its own YouTube feed, our own YouTube channel. It's where all the sickos go. That's where all the baseball, the real baseball ball knowers go. Um, so go ahead. We're trying to build this channel up so we can have some fun throughout the year. and So you won't have to sift through all the other Natty State stuff just to find it. Um, But hey, if you do like that other stuff, if you don't like this show, which uh, if you don't, then you're an idiot and I hate you. So keep that in mind. But if you don't like this show and you want to check out our other stuff, check out the basketball team, check out the football team. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming at Natty State Sports. So, again, go subscribe to that separate channel. Both of them. I'm not asking you to pick between the two. Subscribe to both. But definitely subscribe to the Bombastic one. The Bombastic one's cool. Um, but yeah, we got all kinds of fun stuff. I mean, Curtis and Scotty are still killing it with the pot at the Palace three days a week. They're cranking out those episodes. The John neighbor show is live every day from four to six. Uh, those podcasts are also up. We've got all kinds. I mean, the Natty state six pack, we just released a little bit of a, a promo for the Natty state six pack Curtis and I's show, which we discuss a lot of non-sports topics. Honestly, uh, we, we discuss a lot of sometimes some pro sports. We talk some NBA, some NFL, some whatever. Um, and we'll talk about college sports here and there. We made fun of a lot of college basketball coaches on, I guess, Wednesday's program. That's a lot of fun, everything we do at natty States' a lot of fun, so yeah go check all that stuff out um and yeah, like I said today's Thursday, I will be in Arlington tomorrow. The rest of the team is already on their way down there. I saw John ran over a crime scene it appeared on the way there They were having to pull a bunch of yellow tape out from the bottom of his truck. It's pretty funny, but uh yeah we're gonna be doing a lot of fun stuff in Arlington so if you're planning on making the trip you're gonna be in that area, come check us out you know look for us at the games you'll see our natty state sports shirts everywhere we'll be as uh, beautiful as always, but we're also planning on doing some live shows, maybe at some locations around that area in Arlington. We're gonna see if we're able to make that work, but if nothing else, we're going to be hanging out at Texas live and all these local places around there. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you want a nice state sports shirt, we'll probably have a few of those. We'll try to give out, but I cannot wait to get down there, man. I'm so excited. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you're wondering why, This program looks a little different today if you're watching on YouTube, which if that if you are, that means you're subscribed to the channel, and I appreciate that. If you're not subscribed to the channel, then what are you doing? Um, Yeah, I got a different microphone, got a little different camera angle, a little bit of everything. Uh, Kind of forgot that everybody was going Arlington today and that they were taking all the equipment with them, so we had to make do with what we had, but uh, we're going to make it work. But, guys, we got a lot of fun stuff to get into in this episode. Uh, You know, again, these Thursday episodes moving forward throughout the season really wants to get into conference play, they will be a lot more extensive previews of whoever Arkansas is playing, mostly because Arkansas will be playing the same team on the weekend, which will be nice. But for this series, one, it's early in the year, not a lot of sample size, not a lot of stuff to really sift through. I mean, all these teams have played three, four, five games. So it's not, you know, not a ton to to sift through. But we'll go over like kind of what you need to know, some of the names you need to look for this weekend and what to expect from each of these games. But moving forward though, if you if you listen to this and you're like, hey, this wasn't Wasn't detailed enough. He didn't give me enough facts to know about the team throughout the season. We're going to ramp these up a little bit. And, you know, like when Arkansas is playing a weekend series against Florida or LSU or whoever, even Missouri, when they open conference play, we'll have you covered with a full kind of look at their lineup, look at their bullpen options, look at the starting pitchers Arkansas is going to face. And today we're going to kind of try and do a little bit of that and quickly run through all the the three opponents Arkansas is going to be facing this weekend and the pitchers they might be facing, which. Uh, As of this morning, when I was doing a lot of this, these teams had not announced their starters, but I'm going to assume most of them will just keep the same rotation, keep their guys on the same schedule. Um, But yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Arkansas starts this series right off the bat. They're playing number seven, Oregon State, is what I believe they are in the D1 baseball poll. You may remember the Oregon State Beavers from a lot of things, but beating Arkansas in the 2018 College World Series finals, that is their claim to fame. That is the most notable thing that has come for that program. Uh, different coach then, but I know a lot of Arkansas fans have obviously not forgotten that one. Uh, I know our boy, Will McIntyre was there in attendance to see Arkansas lose to Oregon state in the college world series finals. I know John neighbors was going live on his periscope like an idiot back when periscope was a thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know a lot of hog fans. I know me, I know exactly where I was at when that moment happened. Uh, I, I, when I say that moment, y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't need to go any further. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of one that I'm sure Hog fans are going to be fired up for that one. It's going to be a Friday night in Arlington. They're the night game. Uh, Arkansas fans always travel like crazy to this event. A ton of Hog fans in Arlington are in the Dallas area. And it's a pretty quick drive from Little Rock, you know, about five and five and a half hours from Fayetteville. So it's not too far. I would imagine it's going to be a drastic discrepancy between Arkansas and Oregon State fans in the crowd. But uh, that game on Friday night is going to be a lot of fun. On Saturday, Arkansas is going to have another night game at 7 o'clock against Oklahoma State. Again, another team, another OSU team that wears orange that Arkansas has some real history with. Uh, A lot of you may remember the 2022 Stillwater Regional, which was, for my money, that was one of the best NCAA tournament regionals I think I've ever watched, just start to finish. And it really wasn't even just Arkansas and Oklahoma State. I mean, Missouri State blew a 10 to nothing lead in that series. Uh, Grand Canyon was a fun team that year. I think they ended up maybe going 0-2 in that regional, but they were a fun team. Arkansas opened with them. Like that, that was just one of the most fun regionals and kind of launched Arkansas into their run to Omaha. Really, uh, really gonna be exciting. Obviously, these two teams also met in Arlington last year. It's a really fun game. Arkansas beat them like 15 to 1 or something like that. Uh Rock Regio wore war, war one right on the back. Fastball just slipped out of Hunter Holland's hand. It was crazy how that happened. Uh, but no, yeah, there's going to be a lot of... I would expect some chippiness between both of those teams just because there's some players on Arkansas' team who are members that series and how chippy and kind of wild it got. And uh, I know Dave Van Horn, he did not forget... He was even throwing some shade at rock regio at the swatters club a few weeks ago. Uh, and rock regio is not with the Oklahoma state Sooners. We'll get into who is with the Oklahoma state Sooners in a little bit, because that's who the second game Arkansas plays. Uh, and then Arkansas finishes it up Sunday. I believe that game's at one o'clock in my head. I had two. I thought every day it was like two, seven, two, seven. There's only four teams here. I thought it was like two o'clock, seven o'clock every day, but I I was looking at the schedule and I think it said one o'clock, whatever. Arkansas is an afternoon game on Sunday. Um, we're all going to have a lot of fun between now and then. I'm sure I'm, I'm i hope I'm not botching that. i I'll, I should have, should have fact checked for sure, but pretty sure Arkansas plays at one o'clock on Sunday. They're the, the early game. So their schedule wise, that's what you want. You want to be able to take your time traveling in there Friday, which is what I'm doing tomorrow. Get there in time for the night game and have some fun. Saturday, you got kind of the, the marquee. You're the Saturday night game. You're the big Huna there. And then Sunday you get to leave early. You don't want to have the night game on Sunday. And so, Arkansas fans, they really like to complain whenever they feel like their team is slighted in whether it comes to like TV or scheduling or whatever it is. Arkansas is the main attraction at this event, and I think that's very obvious with the way they structured that thing. And I really think I cannot wait to see how many Hog fans there are and just the numbers. I mean, Oklahoma State, I'm sure, is going to travel decently well. Like they had a pretty solid crowd there last year, the Sunday game when Arkansas played them. Like Michigan, are we thinking are we thinking Michigan's gonna to bring dudes up here. By the way, that's who Arkansas plays on Sunday. If I didn't mention it, Arkansas will finish with the Michigan Wolverines, who not a not a super historic baseball program, but they did go to the College World Series finals. I guess that was twenty nineteen somewhere in that range. Um, yeah, I mean you know I, Michigan's Michigan is probably the worst team Arkansas will faced this weekend. Uh, although Oregon State's two and two, so you know we'll see, we'll see. They 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 lost their opening series, and we'll get or uh, Oklahoma State is did I should say, very different. Oklahoma State and Oregon State, very different. Um, but yeah, we'll get into it a little bit, but just that's the schedule. We're looking forward to that, but yeah, I'm not expecting Oregon State and Michigan to bring tens of thousands of fans, and I think Arkansas will, and so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun weekend, man. I can't wait for it. So uh, let's just let's just jump right into it. Again, Friday night, 7 o'clock, Oregon State. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a rowdy, hydrated crowd there. Um, starting on the mound for Oregon State, I couldn't believe it when I saw this dude's name. So his name is Aiden May, right-handed pitcher. He's a junior. If his name sounds familiar, you may have watched him pitch at Walker Stadium last year. He played at Arizona last year. And Arizona obviously did not play Arkansas, but they came to the Fayetteville Regional And I think they did. They win. They were the only team that didn't win a game. I think they went 0 and 2. But Aiden May was kind of one of their younger arms that they really liked, who had good stuff. Uh, But like a lot of people on that Arizona State or Arizona team last year, not great numbers. They play in a very hitter friendly ballpark, so maybe that contributed to it a little bit. But Aiden May, I could not believe it. He got the Friday night start for Oregon State last week. I legitimately could not believe it. I thought he was kind of more of a bullpen guy, but he's listed as the number 88 college prospect in the country by prospects live. He was not on MLB.com's top 100 of like just the overall prospects, but seems like he's a guy who's got, you know, some decent draft buzz, uh, you know, stuff wise. If you see, if you, if you have no other context and you just watch him pitch and you see his stuff, you'll see why he's kind of got some buzz. And he's a name that I remembered is because 94 to 96 with the fastball, he runs it up there. He's a big kid. So he's got that long rangy arm, like, He's uh he, he can run it up there with his fastball. His slider is a legitimate plus pitch. And it's mostly a two pitch mix with this guy, which is also why I was surprised he was starting. He's pretty much a fastball slider guy. But I mean, it's a, it's a legit 90, mid 90s fastball with a mid 80s that can sometimes touch in the upper 80s slider. Uh, so I mean, you just have a guy that's 95, with 88 mile an hour slider right behind it. It's going to be a, uh, that alone is just a fun test to see Arkansas, see what they can do. But, you know, looking at his numbers from last year, if, if, if I had just told you what I just told you about his stuff, you would not expect for his ERA last year to be 633. Uh, that was 75 innings. He had 77 strikeouts, so he's getting some swings and misses, but 97 hits. He also had over 30 walks. Uh, not a crazy high walk rate, weirdly enough. He throws a good bit of strikes. Um, but, you know, he, he, he had a pretty good outing last weekend. We'll see if he's able to kind of take that step forward. And hey, who knows? With a guy that talented and with the the profile that I just read you, it's like he might be one of those dudes who just the light turns on and he might be a dude this year. But so I was a little taken back when I was like, oh, he's the Friday night starter at Oregon State for a top 10 team. Huh? We'll uh we'll see how it works. And I'm sure I, you know, I'm sure I just did do that whole rundown. I'm sure they're totally gonna go with someone different on Friday night. But I thought that was very interesting. And uh just looking at their lineup, the the big prospect for Oregon State is Travis Bazana. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm sure I'm not. I'm, I'm like very confident. I'm not saying it right. Bazana, Bazana, Bazana. It's spelled with two Z's. B-A-Z-Z-A-N-A. Uh, Bazana. But anyways, he's their second baseman. He's a guy who's legit. He might be the best prospect there this weekend. Just period on all fourteen or all yeah all four teams. He's their second baseman, their leadoff guy. So as a freshman, he hits three hundred six with six home runs as a sophomore really takes it up a notch Hit 374 with 11 home runs. Seems like his power is really starting to, he's starting to come into his own from a power perspective. He's a big left-handed bat, really good swing, really powerful swing. So him only having, you know, 17 home runs in two years, is a little surprising to me. He's got, he had three on opening weekend. So it seems like he's a dude. I mean, I've seen him as high as three or four overall on some of these prospect lists. Some prospect lists have been more in the 10 to 15 to 20 range, but We're talking about a huge, big-time hitter, and if he continues this trajectory, I mean, he you know went from three hundred six to three seventy-four, doubled his home run totals. Uh, I think he's going to be as good as any college hitter in the country, and so big-time test for Arkansas right out the gate with a pitcher that throws gas, uh, a hitter that's as good as any, and just big picture, this Oregon State team is the best lineup Arkansas will face this weekend. I feel pretty comfortable saying that i think it's the most well-rounded i mean you just look down pretty much their top six hitters all have produced at a high level in their careers all have been like hitting around over 300 you know some of these guys have 14 15 home runs in their in the, in the past couple of years so it's like plenty of proven pop you can just go on down the line with them and they will you know they, they'll they'll give you the spiel on that flow sports i'm sure they're going to do a great job but uh their lineup is the oldest and they're the most well-rounded most damage uh, really fits in with a lot of the SEC teams Arkansas is going to face this year at that high level. I mean, they're ranked seventh for a reason. Uh, we'll see if they end up, you know, how they look this weekend, if they go up or down. But I think you're looking at a really high caliber lineup. And that's kind of the 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 pitch for Oregon State this year. I think, I mean, Aiden Mays, they're their, their Friday night starter, so I don't think they're super loaded on the mound. But I think from a lineup perspective, it's about as good of a test for Hagen Smith as, as he will get. Um, I mentioned that Bazana is is number three on MLB.com's overall prospect list. Hagen Smith is number fifteen on that list. So pretty uh, pretty interesting matchup. It's about as good as you can ask for to start your uh your weekend in Arlington. So I'm really looking forward to that. And look, that's a game that you know Arkansas got hammered by TCU last year in Arlington, and then later in the postseason. If Arkansas gives up seven eight runs, to this Oregon State team don't be like, hey, they suck. Season's over. So Oregon state team, this is as good a lineup as they will face for a while. Um, And definitely the best lineup they'll face this weekend. Uh, That's that game's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see how Arkansas is able to respond against a, a power arm. That they're going to be facing on the mound. And I'm not going to sit here in front. Like I know all of Oregon state's uh, bullpen guys, but just looking at Oregon state as a potential team that could make it to Omaha. I'll be, uh I'll have my scouting eye on, I'll be keeping my eye on these guys. And so we'll, uh, We'll see how they look, but I'm really excited for that heavyweight clash on Friday night. It kind of sucks that the two best teams are playing right out the gate. I guess they're the second game of the tournament, but or the weekend, but it, it is kind of annoying. Like I wish we had something to look forward to a little bit. Like last year, the the Oregon or the Oklahoma State game. I keep getting my OSUs mixed up. My orange OSUs. That's really annoying. Uh but last year the Oklahoma State game was the Sunday game. So Arkansas kind of had that one circled as like their one to look forward to. Uh, but the way it works out, if Arkansas comes out here and beats Oregon state, everyone's alcohol consumption needs to double or triple. Cause I think that means Arkansas might be in for a very good weekend. And obviously all three of these teams are good teams. They could win, but if Arkansas comes out there and beats Oregon state, that would be a pretty big statement. Uh, and that would be the perfect way to kick off this weekend. That game's going to be a lot of fun. You don't need me to sell it to you. Just turn on the flow sports, turn on the TV or get in the car and drive to Arlington. It's not even that expensive to go to this event. So if you're on the fence still and you're like kind of trying to make the decision, go to Arlington. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I went last year. It's it's awesome. Not the craziest MLB ballpark, but it's it's a good one. Um, but yeah, Oregon State Arkansas that Friday night game. It's going to be fun. Let's just uh, let's just be let's just all agree there. Moving on to the Saturday game, Oklahoma State. So their Saturday guy that started last year is a JUCO transfer named Brian Holiday. Now their coach is it Josh holiday is his name? Uh, the brother of Matt holiday and uh, father of Jackson holiday. who was like the number two overall pick a couple years ago when I saw Brian holiday and like the knowing their head coach, I was like, Oh, Hey, maybe it's one of those. It's not. So if you heard, heard me say Brian holiday and you're like, Oh, it must be the coach's son. It is not completely random juco kid. Uh, but I did some research on this kid and he's interesting. So again, he went to a central Florida juco similar to Caleb Callie. I don't think it was the same one. There's like five JUCOs in Florida that are like Central Florida, College of Central Florida, the Central University of Florida. Like there's all these weird Central Florida colleges. So I really am not a confident saying that it's the same college as Caleb Cali, but I think he went to the same JUCO that Cali went to. Uh, but his team won the JUCO National Championship last year, and he had an unreal year. Had, went 10-0, had like 140 strikeouts in 80 innings. Um, not overly dominant stuff, like good stuff. His fastball has been in like the ninety-two to ninety-four range. Could maybe run it up there to triple to the mid nineties if he really gets some some adrenaline going. uh, Mostly throws two off-speed pitches: slider and curveball. The curveball is. Is a big old. I mean, it's I mean, he's throwing 93, 94, and then he mixes in this 75 minor curve on it. Just is a 12 6 and just goes straight down. Uh, but he's pretty fun to watch. He's got really, really good command. Only walked like 12 dudes last year at the JUCO level. Obviously, he's facing better competition. Uh, only walked one last week in his start. He went six innings, gave up two runs, one walk, four strikeouts. Uh, so I mean, hey. Again, this is kind of his big test to see if he can play at this level and he can go up there against a legit lineup that he's going to have to face if this if this team wants to reach their their destiny. Some of the teams they'll face in the Big Twelve, um, but yeah, he he had a good outing last week in his debut as a as a, a Cowboy. Um, he'll he'll be interesting to see like what we're working what what Arkansas faces there. But I like the first two arms that Arkansas faces. I like the test because you have got a big time guy with good stuff that. You know, it's had iffy command at times. And then you got a guy with some pretty good stuff who's got really good command. And so, hey, I would love for Arkansas to uh, to be the team that kind of exposes him and welcomes him to this level of baseball. But uh, he threw the ball really well last week. Really good command. So Arkansas is going to have to be on there. They're going have to have, they're gonna have to bust out the quabs against Brian Holiday on Saturday. They're going to have to really work and get those quality ABs going, work the count, and, uh, you know, try to see that curveball up. That's what Dave loves to say. He saw it up. Anytime a guy hits a home run on a curveball at Arkansas, Dave will say he saw it up. When you see it up, you can hit it. Uh, which, like, you know, if you play baseball, you've heard that term. But it's all, I just something about it. I love the little, like, random terms that baseball coaches say so much. And then eventually we just accept them as, like, normal. Um, but, you know, it, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Arkansas performs against Brian Holiday. And uh, this Oklahoma State lineup. So, if you remember in 2022 when Arkansas went to Stillwater, that lineup was disgusting. I mean, that was one of the best lineups in college baseball that year. One of the better ones I can remember Arkansas ever facing, honestly. Like, it was it was that good of a lineup. And that weekend, they obviously had a lot of success. This lineup is not that. I'll just tell you that. Now, hey, it might be a good Oklahoma State lineup. And, it you know, some of the pieces up at the top, like, really, it's it's at the top. The first four or five, you're definitely looking at some older guys who have some proven production who will probably be pretty good. But I just think back to that 2022, and they had just one through nine. Uh, I mean, Marcus Brown, the guy from, uh, from around this year, I think he's spring down maybe. I don't know where he's from. But Marcus Brown, their shortstop that year was like their nine hole, and he hit like 310. Uh, so, I mean, it's just kind of one of those lineups that there's not really a gap in it. There's not really a weak spot. This year's lineup at Oklahoma State doesn't really feel like that. And last year, Oklahoma State, I would argue, kind of underachieved because they brought back a lot of those same pieces from 2022, and we all kind of were like, "Oh, that lineup was crazy. They'll probably be even better," and they really, really weren't. Um, and so now they're having to replace a lot of those pieces. So we'll see how it works out for them. At the top, you know, you've got some. You got a guy in Carson Bench who was a freshman All American. Zach Earhart is one of those guys who was a freshman All American in 2022, who had, had hit 332 as a freshman and then dropped to 239 dealt with some injuries. We'll see if, and he's in the two hole for them. We'll see if he kind of picks it up a little bit, but this Oklahoma state lineup is just, I would say the Oregon state lineup and I'm, I'm not confusing the OSU teams here. The Oregon state lineup that Arkansas will face on Friday, I think compares pretty solidly to those Oklahoma state lineups. I'm referencing that were really good and loaded and one through nine. You really had a threat. Um, This Oklahoma state lineup falls off a little bit after the five spot. And it's not, you know, it's not even that these guys suck. It's just that they're less proven. Like they have a couple freshmen. They have a freshman from Atoka, Oklahoma starting a third base. Who's again, a freshman. He's not, you know, he has, he has not proven at, at this level that he can play, but super talented. So, Hey, he may end up just being a superstar and this, this lineup may end up being great, but just on paper, looking at this Oklahoma state cowboy team, their lineup is a little bit. It's a step back from what we've seen from them. And, you know, we'll see if they make me those words, but nice little test for Brady tiger. Um, he threw, who threw the ball pretty well last week. It wasn't peak Brady tiger, but uh, I definitely am interested to see how he bounces back in another starting opportunity. And you know, the Arkansas starting pitchers, it'll be interesting to see what the pitch count ends up being. So I remember them saying 70 to 75 for Hagen going into the weekend. He obviously ended up doing 42 pitches in one inning and that was it. Um, Brady Tigard, I believe he threw 77, 78 pitches, somewhere in that range. And Molina was similar. It was in that mid-70s range. So we'll see. Maybe they bump it up to 80, 85. I'm sure they don't want to push it too much, especially two weeks into the season. But they will no longer be in the cold weather. They will get to be indoors. And even if they weren't indoors, the weather right now is so much better than it was last week, and especially in Arlington this weekend. It's going to be awesome walking around. Can't wait for that. But. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just see how that works out. Um, Michigan starter, the Michigan Wolverines. That is who Arkansas will play on Sunday. I'm going to keep it a buck with you guys. I I scoured the internet. They're The guy they're starting is Chase Allen, or at least that's who they started on Sunday last week, and he threw the ball really well. Five innings, two hits, zero runs, three walks, three strikeouts against Western Michigan. That was their only win of the weekend, I believe. Uh, actually, that's not true. They, they took two of three from Western Michigan, but uh, good performance from them. Chase Allen. He is a midweek starter. Or he was two years ago. Transitioned to the weekend rotation last year, and his numbers—he really struggled transitioning to the weekend rotation. He had a seven forty-four ERA, gave up seventy-three hits and in fifty-two innings. But this is a dude with a lot of experience, a lot of starting experience. He's a senior. He's a right-hander. Uh, so we'll see if he's kind of taking that step forward, and he's going to be a true guy they can trust. Guys, I scoured the internet looking for footage of this dude throwing a baseball. And the most recent video I could find was when he was a a high school prospect in 2020, tall kid, tall right-hander, looks very different than he did in the one video I could find of him. Big 10 baseball, dude. It's just hard to find video evidence that these games even exist. Uh, I say his name, Chase Allen. He might not even, they might've just written it down and lied about it. I could not find a video on the internet of this dude throwing a baseball. So if you were looking for a stuff breakdown, I ain't got it. But looking at his numbers, I'm gonna go out on a limb and just guess—he's like one of those stock righties, low 90s, mixes in a big breaking ball, iffy command. Like, it just I'm getting that vibe. I, uh, based on his resume of his career, this is not some tantalizing prospect that Arkansas is dealing with, and he's not on any of the prospect big boards or anything. So, again, senior has thrown a ton of innings with mixed results. Uh, I, I think that's a, that's the kind of guy like Arkansas typically does pretty well against. But he's coming off a pretty good outing. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention about Oklahoma State starter. So last week he he played against who did Oklahoma State play? Uh, he pitched last week, but he gave he gave up uh, zero runs, only two hits, only four strikeouts though, which makes me think like you know, stuff. I mentioned that it's like ninety two ninety four, got the two different breaking balls, but it kind of makes me wonder does this guy have stuff that's going to have people swinging and missing at this level? And you know, this Arkansas team likes to strike out. They played Sam Houston state last weekend uh, from Texas. Uh, You know, typically a very good a pretty solid baseball program, especially among, you know, mid majors. Um, But yeah, I only had four strikeouts in six innings, which like, look one outing. I only watched a few pitches from it. And like Brady Tiger only had four strikeouts in five innings last week against James Madison. But I'm, I kind of got my antennas up where I'm like, this guy and the the Michigan starter on Sunday only had three strikeouts in five innings. Typically, the pitch to contact approach can work sometimes against Arkansas, but I feel like the only team, the only guys that are able to really hold Arkansas down for a while is if they're able to make them swing and miss. Arkansas's got plenty of dudes who want to swing and miss, but uh, filling up the zone and hoping they ground out might not be the the best option, especially with this Arkansas team that I think has a lot of the the pieces and they're kind of due for a little bit of a. Uh, power power surge, if you will, because they had the four home runs last weekend, but the, the conditions weren't great on Saturday, Sunday, Monday for hitting, uh, and all their home runs were solo home runs. Now they are playing in the MLB ballpark, so that's worth noting, but I still think Arkansas has got a chance to, especially after Friday night, after they face a Friday night starter from Oregon State, and I'm assuming good bullpen arms. I think throughout the weekend, Arkansas is going to have a chance to rack up some runs and Historically Arkansas plays pretty well in Arlington so I'm looking forward to it. Um the Michigan lineup has has a ton of experience at the top. Again it's, it's like the Michigan lineup you were looking through it it's it's not a bunch of dudes who like have these gaudy crazy numbers but they bring back guys who were like hit like 290 with five home runs, hit 300 with six home runs, hit 270 with nine like just solid pieces and they've also got some transfers from lower levels that have been pretty solid. Uh they've got a couple sophomores that really caught my attention when I was kind of just scanning through. Jonathan Kim is uh, a, a sophomore led them in hitting last year one of their better outfielders hit three twenty two so works you know he had i think he had six home runs as a freshman, so leading hitter from a year goes back as a sophomore. You expect him to be pretty good. He's in the two hole for them. They've got a kid, Mitch Voigt, who's a was a freshman all american last year two way player he hit two sixty seven with seven home runs and had the best ERA on their team as a reliever, a 325 ERA and 36 innings pitched. Uh, I don't know what his stuff's like. He only had 25 strikeouts, so not apparently not like dominant closer type stuff, but I thought that was pretty interesting that their three-hole and starting first baseman also might pitch on the mound for them. It was a freshman All-American last year, so that's that's interesting. They also have another guy in Will Rogers, not to be confused, with the Mississippi State quarterback who played for nine years in Starkville and racked up a bunch of counting stats under Mike Leach as a system quarterback. Uh, not that guy, but Michigan has a dude in Will Rogers who caught, started two games at catcher last weekend and made an appearance out of the bullpen. So Michigan, they're just like a travel ball team, man. It's 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 really interesting, but I don't, I don't think Michigan's a bad team. I'll be interested. You know, they've had some up and down years the last few years they had years where they were really up and some years where it's been iffy. Um, I don't think this is like a, you know, potential, top 10 team or anything, but I think this is a scrappier and solid little team for Arkansas to face on Sunday, getting out of there. So, you know, watch out for the Wolverines. But again, this is, that's just kind of the preview of what Arkansas might face this weekend. Hopefully those starters, the coaches will just be cool and keep their guys on the same rotation. And let's just roll through this. So I don't look like an idiot. And I didn't just read you a bunch of stuff for dudes that aren't even going to pitch. I don't think that's what's happening. And I believe actually Oklahoma state has confirmed that dude is going on Saturday. So we're good on there. Um, But that's kind of the the general gist of what Arkansas might be facing this weekend. Uh, Really looking forward to it. Like again, Oregon state's the headliner here. They're the team that every, that's the game that a lot of people around the country are going to be paying attention to. Oklahoma state is not ranked and Michigan is not ranked, but Oklahoma state's always in that fringe top 25. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them step into the, the top 25 at some point in this season. And I mean, their coach has done a pretty good job there. I think that they've, they're probably disappointed with how the last two seasons have ended for them. Uh, so this is kind of a big year for the Cowboys to see where they're at as a program and where they're headed. But I, I think they have talent, not as much proven and daunting polarizing pieces that they've had in the last couple of years, but Hey, who knows this might be a team that just overachieves. And you know, this pitcher that they have going on Saturday, looks like he might be pretty good. So a couple of interesting pieces and Hey, We'll see how these teams have with their bullpen arms. I didn't even bother trying to give you guys a breakdown on the bullpens because early in the season, it's a complete crapshoot, man. Like Arkansas, even if I like if, if an if a opposing guy, if Oregon State's beat writer called me right now and was like, hey, give me the breakdown on Arkansas's bullpen, I'd be like, shh. Well, got this kid, Will McIntyre, they're going to throw. They trust him. Gage Woods, probably your closer. Outside of that, it's, you know, maybe Cody Frank, maybe Christian Fouch. Maybe Stone Hewlett, maybe, you know, who it's like you can kind of talk yourself into nine different scenarios of who goes in what roles and it's going to kind of evolve so much. Um, But, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I also, you know, want to get to some burning questions for Arkansas this weekend and some of the biggest storylines that I'm looking forward to from the Razorback perspective. But before we got to do that, we got to talk about our friends over at Alumni Hall Again, if you love Arkansas baseball, which I'm sure you do, if you're listening to me ramble about it for 35 minutes here, then you should love Alumni Hall. They have the best stuff, especially when it comes to baseball, the hats, the jerseys, the pinstripes, which pinstripes may be making their debut this weekend. I'm basing that off of completely nothing. I have no idea. It'd be awesome if they bust out those pinstripes on Friday night, though. We'll see. Uh, but if you want to you know, buy one and wear it to Arlington just in case, Go to Alumni Hall and get it. They've got stuff for the kids. They've got stuff for the pets. They've got stuff for men, women, big, tall, medium, small. Uh, ultimate Razorback Shopping Destination Alumni Hall. You can go check those guys out. They're over by Whole Foods where Curtis shops. 3417 North College Avenue. And if you don't want to go and shop or you're not in the area and you can't do that, we got you covered. Go to NattyStateSports.com slash Alumni Hall. NattyStateSports.com slash Alumni Hall. Go check out that link. Even if you're not in the mood to buy something, just go scan. You will be pleased with what you see from Alumni Hall. They've got it all covered. They are the ultimate Razorback shopping experience. They should become your new go-to for if you're buying your cousin a Christmas present, you're buying your mom a shirt, you're buying your son, you want your son to wear an Arkansas jersey, whatever it is. Uh, alumni Hall has got you covered. Best selection. Uh, those guys are awesome. So we really rock with them. Moving on to the Arkansas. We got some questions that I got to ask and I'm looking forward to Arkansas answering this weekend. And it has to start with Hagan Smith. Hagan, just be cool again, man. <laughs> I say that jokingly. Hagan Smith obviously did not have the outing he wanted to have last Friday to open the season. Not what anybody wanted him to have. Not what anyone expected. A uh, little bit of tough luck given that you know, he hit a dude with an O2 pitch and the guy was kind of maybe leaning out over the plate. And then you get a very, 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 and I do mean very wind aided home run. Now I say stuff like that a lot where it's like, Oh yeah, that Homer may got a little help from the wind. This was a ball that was a straight up routine pop fly. That just kind of floated out. I mean, the wind on that particular day, was just howling out to right. It's kind of the only day where the hitters got a lot of help. That ball does not get out. One of most parks, Baumwalker likes to play a little small every now and then when the wind's blowing out to right. Uh, That's just a ball that doesn't typically get out. And if it doesn't, we probably are having a very different conversation and I'm definitely not going to like lose my faith in Hagen Smith based on a weird inning, which look, we've had, we've seen Hagen have weird innings. We've seen him, his command go in and out at times. And we've seen him kind of struggle to, string innings together and work deep in the games. And that's a big picture question that we'll have to have him answer throughout this year. Of, hey, can he be that guy to get you six innings every night or every Friday night? Like, see what that's like. Um, I I am not as panicked as I think some people are regarding his weird performance the other day, mostly because it was just so short. Like, you know, you have a leadoff walk to start the year, you hit a guy with an O2 pitch and then you give up the home run and that's kind of, it's kind of it. You know, like if, if those three things don't happen, we feel very different. And I understand we can't just be like, Hey, what if he had not done it? But with Hagen Smith, I'm going to trust the larger sample size. Uh, this is a very motivated individual. I was talking to a friend of the program, Gabe Gackle the other day, and he was like, dude, he cannot wait to pitch. He cannot wait to pitch. Uh, so I feel like we're going to get angry Hagen Smith. I cannot wait to see him locked in and engage. And look, like i said the first batter he's going to have to face is maybe the best college hitter so hey what a way to uh, bounce back from from a rough start is face the best player in the country potentially uh, at least it's a left on left so we'll see how he goes there but i think that's one of the bigger questions look I, it's not that like this the the season is going to be determined by whether hagen smith pitches well against oregon state on friday or not like if he pitches poorly against oregon state it is what it is but i think i would you know most of you would agree most of you would agree like you, you just want to see your dude go out there and be a dude as simple as it is. You want to see your guy go out there and set the tone, show that he's still that guy that we think he is show that he is an improved version of the guy he was last year, who a guy that had a lot of strikeouts had good stuff, but maybe couldn't put it all together with the command stuff's up. Is the command going to match it? Who knows? I can't wait to see how Hagan Smith responds on Friday night. Uh, it's going to be really fun. And Hey, how often do you get to see prospects of this caliber go at it? And so that's going to be really fun. Uh, going moving on. Artel's lineup carousel. It's been, you know, obviously they played four games the other day and they had four completely different lineups. That was very much by design. I think anyone who saw that and was like, oh, that means we're not settled on a, a, a an everyday nine or they don't know who they like or anything like that. No, I think I think they were going to do that no matter what. And DVH even said himself, It might cost us a game here, but it'll help us win a game down the road, uh, which I thought was so funny. Uh, And it's also true. Like I get what he's saying there of like, we're not going all out trying to win these games. Obviously you'll want to win them, but it's like, that's not their number one priority. Their number one priority is forming the best baseball team they can, getting the pieces in place. And sometimes you got to play different pieces, see how they work, see which toys you like better. Um, But on a serious note, I think the lineup will change a lot less this weekend. I think these are three legitimate opponents. I think these are going to be their times to kind of treat it like it's do or die, treat it like it's real life. I think the bullpen decisions they make are going to be based on, Hey, how can we win this game right now? Like, I think they're going to be a little bit less big picture viewing it. If you, if you know what I mean, they're like, they're not Whereas like the other day you throw out Gabe Gackle in a two, two game. Cause you're like, Hey, we'll see how the freshman does make his debut in a big spot. We'll see how it goes. And I love Gabe Gackel, but I don't think they're going to throw him into a one run game in the seventh inning or something like that, just to see what happens. I think they're going to try and trust their older guys. I think Will McIntyre might throw 195 pitches this weekend. Like, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a playoff feel playoff atmosphere. They're not going to go all out and like wear these dudes arms into the ground, but I just feel like the decisions that they make and what they do with the lineup and the pitching staff are going to be a lot more reflective of what they would do in an sec weekend series. Cause this is, borderline the competition they're going to be seeing in the sec, but left field is probably the biggest remaining position battle. Jason Jones got two starts there last week, um, which maybe is a clue that he's going to be the guy. I don't know if he, earned his way into that starting spot for sure. Like lockdown no matter what, but he played really well on Monday. I really liked the way that he swung the bat, had two really good swings over a hundred mile an hour exit velocity. drove in a run with a single uh, made a few catches in left field. Maybe didn't have to dive for all of them, but looked pretty good out there. So I feel like he's probably going to be the guy who gets the nod once again on Friday. We'll see how he goes. He, uh, he played well in Arlington last year, hit like a 430 foot home run against TCU in that blowout. Uh, I know a lot of fans remembered that and we're like, Oh, they kind of got a glimpse of what Jason Jones could be, but I would love to see Jason Jones just kind of put it all together for Arkansas. I think he's kind of, I don't want to say the missing piece. Cause I think if Arkansas ends up starting Will Edmondson in left field, they're going to be fine. Uh, and I think if they end up starting Ross Lobich, they're going to be fine. I think if they have to move Jack Wagner out there, they're going to be fine. Uh, I don't think it's a, it's a huge issue, but like I've said, all off season, I think Jason Jones probably has the highest ceiling out of all of those guys that I just mentioned. And so I think he's probably, I'm not saying they want him to win it, but I think it's kind of queued up where it's like, Hey, if he takes this thing by the, this takes the bull by the horns and wins it, I don't think uh DVH is going to be too upset. And so we'll see how that plays out. If he struggles, I'm sure we will see Will Edmondson, Ross Lovich, whoever. And I'm sure there's gonna be plenty of pinch hit opportunities this weekend. And so that's kind of one of my biggest questions. Like what happens there? Catcher. We saw them use three catchers last week. I don't think they're going to use three different ones. But I would imagine somebody is going to get a start not named Hudson White behind the plate. Will that be Ryder Helfrich, who we saw play well in his his collegiate debut on Saturday, hit a home run? Will it be Parker Rowland, who we've seen plenty of in the past, saw him start on Monday? I would imagine Helfrich gets a nod there. I think Helfrich, I still like, I'll just go ahead and make my stance clear now. I think Helfrich is the best catcher on the team. I think he's defensively at least. I think he checks the most boxes, uh, but I also am a very firm believer that Hudson white's got to be in this lineup. No matter what. I also have no problem with Hudson white being behind the plate. I think he's done a lot better. He's gotten a lot better there. He's done a pretty good job. And, uh, you know, so far since he's been on campus going back to the, even the off season scrimmages and all that. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to like lose sleep over who starts behind the plate, but I think that's definitely something to monitor. And then based on that first base DH is kind of open based on what happens at catcher. Cause if Hudson white's not catching, He's going to be in one of those other two spots. And so what does that mean for Jack Wagner, Ben McLaughlin, who's been swinging it really well? What does that mean for big country who we didn't see at all? Is he going to get a start at DH? Is he going to get a pinch hit app at, at bad? That's my biggest question of the weekend. Where the hell is big country? Where's big country Dave? Where's big country? I mean, geez, um, I kid for the most part. I mean, but I do, I do rock with big country. I really want to see him uh, soon. I'll, I'll, if I have to wait till Tuesday, I'll wait till Tuesday, but want to want to see big country soon. But I really do do wonder just does the lineup look similar all three days? Is there maybe one or two switches? Is it just going to be a complete carousel? Like we saw the week before we'll see, but I think that's kind of one of the biggest stories to monitor this weekend. Um How will this offense look against some legitimate pitching? So, I feel like Arkansas swung the bats pretty well against James Madison. Like all things considered, they hit 310, flashed a little bit of pop, took some walks. I think their OBP was in like the 440 to 450 range. Like that's a good number. Um, I don't know if some people were maybe secretly expecting. I know I was expecting maybe a little bit of an uptick from that. Um, I don't know if some people were expecting Arkansas to just score 20 a game every game against James Madison. That did not happen. Um, But I, you know, I I didn't really know what to make of it because it's like I don't think they're going to face a test like James Madison often this year. You know, the, some of the arms they were facing, a lot of them were in the like 87, 89 range, mixing, mixing speeds a little bit, throwing from weird angles. Like it's just a different type of team that really Arkansas season is not going to be made or broken based on what they do against arms that they saw last week. I just don't think that's really an accurate depiction of like what this team is going to look like. And I don't even mean that in a good or bad way. I just mean like, this is just a very different test. Like this kid they're about to face on Friday night. They did not face anything like that. A 95, 96 mile an hour fastball with a hammer slider coming behind it. Like that's a, that's a, that's the type of test you see coming out of the bullpen in the sec. That's the type of test you see on a weekend starter in the sec. Um, and so I think it's going to be really, this, this weekend will give us a a better look at like, what is this, What is a realistic expectation for this lineup? What can some of these pieces do against high-level arms? And so I'm not worried about it, uh, but it's a big park. And so I, I, I am definitely looking forward to seeing who rises to the occasion and shows like what they can do. I mean, I feel like in years past, we've gotten, you know, just thinking back to, I guess I, I'll get to that later, but I feel like there's been times in Arlington in the last few years or in all these mid-season tournaments or early-season tournaments where your guys kind of start to emerge and you see who rises to the occasion in these situations. I mean, Jared Wagner last year, y'all remember him just absolutely mashing in Arlington. And it was like clear after like, you see that dude hitting a big league ballpark for a weekend. We had zero questions about Jared Wagner moving forward. Jace Borman was another one who played well in that, that tournament didn't have any questions about Jalen or Jace Borfin moving forward after seeing him hit in this setting. And so I think that's, that's kind of a big question to see, Hey, which, which guys rise to the top who shows up when the when the lights are on. And so I'm looking forward to it. And I think the maybe the biggest question of the weekend, now that I'm really getting to it, which bullpen pieces for Arkansas are going to go ahead and stake their, their claim now and lock down one of those roles. You know, I think back to 2018 when Arkansas took their West coast trip to California and they went, two and two technically because they played Arizona on the way there. But on the weekend in San Diego, they went one and two. And I remember people were kind of freaking out. They lost to Cal Poly. They lost to San Diego. And it was like, Oh man, what are they going to do? But what I remember from that weekend is Matt Cronin came into the San Diego state game that they won in game two there. and I think he threw like two and a third or something like that. But he just, it was kind of, he was a sophomore at the time and ended up being Matt Cronin, obvious fire breathing dragon closer. But that weekend was kind of the first time where it was clear. It was like, oh, this might be their best closing option. Because at that time, they were still trying to get like Bariloski and Jake Rindle and a few other guys, uh, Jackson Rutledge, whoever may be trying to figure them out in that closer role. I think that weekend, looking back on it, was kind of the moment where Matt Cronin made it clear he's the closer. And that's how the you know the rest was history. I would love to see that moment happen. You know, whether that be for gauge Wood, just kind of further solidifying that he's the guy to go to in the ninth inning for Arkansas. But I would also love to see maybe someone like a Christian Fouch, a Parker Coyle, stone Hewlett, Jake Faraday, Cody Frank, like Gabe Gackle guy, Colin Fisher, who started on Monday. Like, do they bring him back? Like, I'm just fascinated by every single time there's a situation where Arkansas has to go to the bullpen. I'm just staring down there. I'm like, who are they bringing in? Because it's like, you know, we're still in that portion of the season where we don't really know. You know, normally in years past, once you get get through a few weeks, you're kind of like, all right, if it's the sixth inning and we're up by four, we're going to go to this guy. And then if it's a closing situation, we'll go to this guy and maybe we'll have it set up with this guy. We don't know the answer to like any of these questions, really. We have a pretty good idea that Gage Wood is going to close a game if Arkansas is in a safe situation. We also have a very good idea that Will McIntyre is going to be used early and often to kind of eat up a bunch of innings, which kind of seems like that's always something you need. We know those two guys, and you could probably even throw in Cody Frank, who pitched really well last weekend is like guys that we know are going to contribute in some way. Um, Parker Coyle is a name I threw out there just now. Didn't have a great opening weekend he had a really good offseason, though. I want to see him respond and see what kind of role they throw him out there in. see what their trust meter is at with him. Uh, Christian Fouch had a little bit of a up and down outing. He only gave up one run and I guess an inning and a third gave up. It was a, a lengthy home run though. It was a, it was one run, but it was a lengthy run. Um, but Christian Fouch is a guy whose stuff I really like. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of takes that next step. And, you know, a lot of these guys in that sophomore class, I mentioned Jason Jones earlier, Wood, uh, Fouch, Coyle, like those are the the guys that are going to kind of make or break this team. If they end up being really good, this team is going to be really good. If all three, if all those guys I just listed struggle, then Arkansas has got a lot of questions to kind of answer, particularly with the pitching staff. Um, So yeah, Jake Faraday had a pretty promising outing last weekend. I'm sure a lot of scouts will be in attendance this weekend and they'll have their eye on him. He's a guy who, even if he doesn't pitch a ton for Arkansas this year is going to get drafted very highly just based on the stuff he has and the spin rates he's able to generate. So, Hey, what will, will he get another shot at maybe a a setup situation this, this weekend? He came in last week with the bases loaded and zero out, so I'd like for it to see him not in that situation. Uh, But Hey, I think this weekend will give us a nice microcosm of, Hey, what's, What are we doing moving forward to this bullpen and this pitching staff? Who are the dudes to trust? Who are the dudes to count on? We might not get definitive answers, and I'm sure it's going to evolve plenty throughout the season, but I'm very intrigued to see what the hierarchy ends up being. And if we start seeing the makings of that form this weekend and uh, my fifth and final question, I got to ask, will we leave this weekend knowing that this team is a team that can win it all? Will we, what will we be thinking when we leave this weekend? Like, Hey, Eh, you know, it wasn't great. And a little bit of it is going to be dictated by the results, you know, but I just think back to 2021, the the Arkansas team that was number one all year long. And that whole fun journey with Kevin cops and all that started in Arlington when they went three and Oh, won all these crazy games, these close games against Texas tech, Texas, DCU. Now it's not like Arkansas is facing three top 15 teams. So this isn't necessarily the same thing, but I think this is a huge chance for Arkansas to make a statement. But another thing even further about just how good or bad they are is the personality of this team usually comes out in settings like this when they're tested, when they face adversity, when they're having to face high level competition, they're having to figure out how to do it. Uh, like last year, they opened the season in Arlington. That's what they did in 2021 as well. Uh, but I just remember in 2021, it's like immediately everyone was already in love with Jalen Battles. They were already in love with Robert Moore, who I guess had already been there. They were already in love with Cullen Smith. They were already in love with Brady Slavens, who hit a big home hit the first home run that year. Like, We immediately got a pretty good feel for kind of what this team's makeup was like, some of the personalities and who we like, who we don't like. Like, It's a big way for you to just kind of figure out what you feel. I remember last year in Arlington, people were yelling at me about Caleb Calley. But leaving that weekend, I think people had a much better understanding of who they liked. They love Jared Wagner and just kind of what some of these pieces and the personality of this team was going to be like. And, you know, I mentioned last year that TCU beat the brakes off of Arkansas in that game too, that kind of got away from them. But we also saw Arkansas come back from adversity and do the same thing to Oklahoma state in that Sunday game, which Dave talked about after that game in the moment of saying like, Hey, that was an awesome moment for our team. Kind of showed me a lot as a coach of like, Hey, these dudes can bounce back from adversity. And so, I don't know what the situation is going to look like. I don't know. Arkansas might just go in there and cruise. They might go in there and get run ruled in all three of these games. I don't know, but I think this weekend is going to give us a much better idea of just how do we feel about this team? You know, I've been watching this team for, you know, this whole off season really been following it super closely. Some of you may be just kind of catching on board. I'm sure some of you have been doing what I've been doing. You've been at all these scrimmages, but for a lot of you, these, you know, last weekend was really your first time getting a chance to see the team together. Probably probably, was the first time you formed a lot of your opinions. I think this weekend's going to help you in that regard where you'll start to kind of just know. When you go into war, you leave the war knowing who you can trust and who you don't trust. And it might not be that way, you know, whatever happens in this weekend might not be for the rest of the season, but that's kind of the theme here is let's get into battle, let's see who our guys are that rise to the top. I'm looking forward to it, man. I I could not be more excited. Um and honestly guys, I'm not putting like a ton of stock in the results of these games. They matter because you want to win. You want to look good. You want to make statements and all that. It's not even about that for me. It's just about what does this team look like in this setting? And I have a feeling they're going to play pretty well. Um, Historically, though, I should note. It's not necessarily a great sign if Arkansas does play well in these things. Uh, Last year's team played well, went two and one, did not go to Omaha. 2022. They went to round rock and did not play well, got hammered by Stanford and then had a weird come from behind victory to beat ULL in the third game and played a really horrible, who was the team they played Indiana, a really bad Indiana team that they beat like five to one, but it was not, we didn't leave that round rock weekend. People had a lot more questions than they had answers, Uh, but that 2022 team ended up going to Omaha and beating that same Stanford team, 17 to two in Omaha. So it's like, and 2016, are the worst season Arkansas's ever had under DVH, the only year they missed the tournament, they went 3-0 and at Minute Maid Park that year. Again, just kind of how it is. The 2020 team that had Casey Martin, Heston Kirstad, and all these dudes, they went 0-3 in Minute Maid. Now, we didn't get to see where their season would have ended up, but I say all this to say, the season is never going to be made or broken by these early season tournaments. And historically, it's honestly maybe a good sign if Arkansas plays bad. I'm not saying that, you know, you should go into it with that mentality, but that's just kind of my gentle reminder to relax. Don't live and die with every pitch, but Hey, keep your antennas up. See what you got to see, come up with who you love. And Hey, if you've got some questions, things you're really looking toward to figuring out, comment on this video. Let me know. We'll, uh, we'll cover them, man. We're going to, we're not going to be doing post-game shows while we're in Arlington, um, but we will be recapping the weekend plenty. We're going to be po- pumping out some content. I don't know what that's going to look like necessarily, whether that's just quick reactions or whatever. Maybe I'll even just take my phone and just do a little spin through the stadium and start just rambling to you guys. I don't know, but uh, Hey, whatever you want to see us do, we're like, we're like clowns. We're like uh, performing gestures for you. Just let us know, just comment and tell us. And we'll be like, Hey, we'll do it it's just how we are at Natty state sports. But again, if you're not going get your flow source sports subscription or hold out. You might find a stream. I'm not allowed to point you in the direction of these streams. One, cause I don't know them, but two, we got the ops listening as at all times. So we gotta be on, we gotta be on red alert. Um, but there's always usually someone streaming the game, but Hey, Foghorns in Fayetteville. I know they play the games. I believe JJ's plays the games too. So like if you're in the area and you're like, hey, I really don't feel like playing for flow sports, uh, take, take the wife out, take the kids out, just take them to the pub and, uh, have a good time. I love going to I love going to restaurants and watching sports. It's like the most fun thing ever. Uh, so I love doing that. Uh, maybe I'll talk to our boys at Flyaway. Maybe they'll have something cranking for it. But uh, man, if not, good luck with Flow Sports. And like I said, if you're on the fence, just go to Arlington, man. If you're going to buy Flow Sports, you might as well just buy a hotel, you know. It is what it is or hey, maybe you can sleep on the floor at the Natty State Suite that we've got going on if you if you really beg us hard enough. Who knows? But uh, again, I've rambled enough. I'm very excited to get down to Arlington. I can't wait. Uh, looking forward to seeing just kind of how this team responds to a, you know, a big stage and see how they look on under the lights and against, against real competition. I know you guys are excited. I know you love your hogs reminder. If you're listening on YouTube, you already know this or watching on YouTube, but if you have not already go ahead and hit this, go, go to our bombastic podcast page on YouTube, which is now separate from the Natty State sports feed. Go subscribe to that if you just want your baseball. You just want to see my face, which is the correct decision. Uh, you shouldn't want to look at anyone's face but mine. Um, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube. If not, check us out on the podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. We're all over social media, too, so hit us up. Um, hey, look forward to seeing you guys in Arlington. Let's uh, let's make it a good week, and uh, best of luck to the pigs.